Part Two of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart by Herbert F. Peiser. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part Two. Vienna and La Finta Semplice. Not quite a year later, the Mozarts were off again. This time to Vienna for the betrothal festivities of the Archduchess Maria Josepha and King Ferdinand of Naples but the great expectations were hardly realized a smallpox epidemic in the capital carried off the royal bride and leopold fled with his family to olmutz where both the children contracted the disease wolfgang lay blind for nine days and for some time had to be careful of his eyes only on christmas eve were they well enough to set out again on their return to vienna maria theresa received them kindly but things had changed economy was the order of the day the aristocracy followed the example set by the imperial household musical activities were reduced and the mozarts felt the pinch interest in the prodigies diminished joseph the second who had succeeded his mother on the throne expressed a desire to hear in vienna an opera of the twelve-year-old boy's composition and suggested such a work to the lessee of the court theatre giuseppe afflioso the result was la finta semplice its libretto based on a goldoni farce and it was arranged that the composer should lead it from the harpsichord nothing came of the scheme however presumably because of intrigues the youth was partly consoled for this check by a noted physician the celebrated dr anton mesmer an early practitioner of mesmerism at whose suburban home the one-act german zingspiel bastine und bastien based on a parody of jean-jacques rousseau's famous pastoral la davin du village was performed the little piece for all its simplicity lives on perhaps the most striking thing about the score is the fact that the prelude or entrada begins with the theme that was to be the main subject of beethoven's eroica the travellers came back to salzburg early in seventeen sixty nine the trip had not been a financial profit but wolfgang was undoubtedly richer in experience and had added to his creative store the archbishop delighted them by ordering a performance of la finta semplice though he had no genuine opera buffa personnel at his disposal the leading soprano part of rosina was sung by maria anna haydn michael haydn's wife the year was largely devoted to further study and composition chiefly of masses and other church music written at the command of the friendly archbishop and in addition of symphonies and other forms of entertainment music for garden parties festivities and social functions of the high-placed and well-to-do and wolfgang was appointed concertmaster in the archiepiscopal orchestra italy and mozart's early operas leopold realized that the hour had now struck for that long projected trip to italy which he wished to take before wolfgangerl reached the age and stature which would deprive his accomplishments of all that was marvellous plainly it would not do to let the boy outgrow his precocity and so on december thirteenth seventeen sixty nine father and son set out on an adventure that was to resolve itself into three separate journeys to what was rightly or wrongly esteemed as the home of music and of art in general the youth was now ripe for italy 
the language he absorbed by second nature as it were everywhere he made valuable new friendships and came across old acquaintances in milan he was commissioned to write an opera seria and the following october he composed mitridate re di ponto which produced on december twenty sixth seventeen seventy amid cries of viva il mastrino had twenty performances in bologna he greatly impressed the aged castrato farinelli and the great padre martini dean of italian musicians at naples he had to remove a ring from his finger upon playing to convince the superstitious that it was not the real explanation of his magic skill in rome after a single hearing of the papal choir singing allegri's celebrated miserere which nobody was allowed to copy under penalty of excommunication he wrote it down from memory and then listened to it a second time to make a few minor corrections the pope bestowed on wolfgang the order of the golden spur which enabled him to sign his letters with the whimsical chevalier de mozart he was invited to undergo a difficult examination for membership in the philharmonic academy of bologna and passed it by working out in an hour a problem that consisted of producing in the strict church style an antiphon carite primum the real truth however is that the authorities accepted him only after they had charitably corrected what he submitted it was not long before the philharmonic society of verona likewise conferred membership upon him this time presumably without the preliminary of a test now maestro di capella he was ordered to provide a serenata Ascanio in alba wolfgang completed its fairly voluminous score in twelve days for the impending marriage of archduke rudolph and the princess maria of modena leopold imagined his son made for life but the boy's music for all its charm and fluency still wanted the unmistakably creative touch the tireless traveller dr burney wrote a little later if i may judge of the music which i have heard of his composition in the orchestra he is one further instance of the early fruit being more extraordinary than excellent and the composer Haas believed that young mozart is certainly a prodigy for his age the father adores his son overmuch and does all he can to spoil him but i have so good an opinion of the innate goodness of the boy that i hope that despite his father's adulation he will not allow himself to be spoiled the pair went briefly to salzburg in seventeen seventy one and started south again for milan where escano in alba was to be given in october the work was duly presented for the princely nuptials along with Haas's opera ruggiero likewise commissioned for the festivities according to the father's report the youth's festa teatrale completely eclipsed the work of the venerable master who far from being jealous is said to have remarked this boy will throw us all into the shade scarcely were the travellers home once more than the kindly archbishop died his successor was the former bishop of gurk hieronymus count of colorado like many others the mozarts scented trouble for colorado was a hard-boiled bigot and in every respect the reverse of his predecessor he lives on in history principally as mozart's evil genius and as the man who in the end was to fan wolfgang's detestation of salzburg to white heat and to drive him to open mutiny 
hieronymus knew by a kind of intuition that his new subjects were not well disposed to him so in the words of a contemporary chronicler he despised them and held himself aloof his rule says palmgartner was something other than the ancien regime of his forerunner the musical highlights of which had been leopold mozart ernst eberlin and cajetan adagasser Coloreiro was a revolutionary and a deadly foe of routine, and sought to put his ideas into force by sharpest disciplinary measures. His taste, however, ran to the easy grace of Italian music, yet he did, in his chilly way, at first look upon Wolfgang as a talent he might use for the greater glory of his court. For his new master's festive installation in 1772, the composer wrote a one-act serenata along the lines of his Escanio, entitled Il Sogno di Scipione, to a text by Metastasio, adapted from Cicero. The score was a typical occasional work of allegorical character. Far more important in the creative sense are at least eight symphonies and four divertimenti, in all of which are traces of the ripening genius shortly to emerge. The third Italian visit differed in some ways from the earlier ones. Lucio Silia, produced in Milan in December 26, 1772, was not acclaimed as Mitridate had been. Outwardly it was successful and enjoyed more than twenty performances, but did not hold the stage. To begin with, the opera had an inferior libretto, and Wolfgang, absorbing other musical influences, was less concerned about catering meticulously to Italian tastes. Moreover, he was no longer the child prodigy whose every action was to be considered phenomenal. But the real reason lay deeper. A prophetic ear might have detected the vibrations of a storm and stress period beginning to ferment in the spirit of the artist leopold made a vain effort to secure his son a post at the grand ducal court of tuscany but wolfgang received no more operatic commissions for italy so early in march seventeen seventy three taking a last leave of that land they returned to salzburg where leopold was angered to see coloredo appoint an italian rather than a german to the position of conductor the elder mozart now determined to try his luck in vienna after the death in seventeen seventy four of florian gassmann the court composer leopold hoped to secure the appointment for wolfgang and the two obtained an audience with maria theresa who for all her graciousness merely replaced gassmann by one giuseppe bono at the moment there was no opportunity to earn anything in the capital but the young man became acquainted with something that in the long run was to prove even more rewarding this was the music of joseph haydn whom he was not to meet personally until later the influence of haydn on mozart as of mozart on haydn was to be incalculable from every standpoint on december ninth seventeen seventy four father and son were on a journey once more this time to munich where the bavarian elector maximilian the third had commissioned wolfgang to write an opera for the following carnival it was a buffa la finta giardiniera and on january fourteenth seventeen seventy five the composer wrote to his mother my opera went so well yesterday that i find it impossible to describe the applause in the first place the theatre was so packed that many had to be turned away 
after every aria there was a wild tumult with hand-clappings and shouts of viva maestro which began again as soon as it ended and christian daniel schubart wrote in the teutsche chronik i heard an opera buffa by the marvellous mozart the fires of genius lurk and dart in it yet this is still not the sacred fire which rises to the gods in clouds of incense if mozart does not become a hothouse plant he will be the greatest composer who ever lived il re pastor however archbishop coloredo was growing irritable over these continual absences of his servants he had not been able to refuse the request of the elector to permit the mozarts to go to munich but he at last wanted his vice-capellmeister and his son back henceforth it was not going to be so easy to obtain the great cleric's leave to go wandering whatever the reason so for the immediate future the impatient young genius settled down to compose and to perform a stream of works were put on paper in seventeen seventy five and seventeen seventy six five violin concertos were written the first year they are the best known of mozart's concertos for that instrument and were conceived in the main for the violinist brunetti of the court orchestra with all their charm they still stand below the great clavier concertos in grandeur and epoch-making qualities wolfgang did not particularly enjoy the violin although his father exhorted him to practice and told him that he could be the greatest violinist in europe another work in seventeen seventy five was il re pastor a cross between opera and cantata to a poem by metastasio composed for a visit to the archbishop of archduke maximilian a score of sensitive loveliness it is known to-day chiefly for its tender soprano aria with violin solo lamero saro costanta of the many other creations of this period we can only mention in passing the six clavier sonatas for the baron Dienitz, the innumerable variations the serenades noturni divertimenti masses offertorios organ sonatas litanies graduals the stunning clavier concertos for his own use for the french pianist mademoiselle genome the countess luzzo and other high-placed local amateurs last but far from least he composed the serenade later transformed into a symphony by the elimination of a movement or two for the wealthy hoffner family of whom sigmund hoffner a merchant prince was burgomaster of salzburg mannheim and paris despite all this work the young man chafed at the narrow provincialism of his native town at the absence of true artistic interest at the company he was obliged to keep at the archbishop's table and most of all at that cleric's attitude leopold seeing the dangerous way in which the situation was shaping itself between the young man and his master made an effort to stave off a catastrophe by planning another trip wolfgang applied to the archbishop for his discharge whereupon coloredo who was not really anxious to lose the composer's services told the pair to seek their fortunes where they pleased but at the same time would not permit leopold to leave the father thereupon decided that his son should go to paris perhaps to find some lucrative position at the french court unless he should be lucky enough to discover one somewhere else but since he was forbidden to go along 
he deputed his wife to go in his place and keep a careful eye on the impulsive young man the webers and paris early on september twenty three seventeen seventy seven wolfgang and his mother who would much rather have remained in salzburg drove off in a newly purchased carriage the departure was a bitter event for leopold whose trouble was such that he forgot to give his son his blessing before the vehicle was out of sight nannerl equally distraught was sick and had to take to her bed to add to the melancholy of the occasion father mozart darkened the house and fell asleep till roused hours later by bimperl the dog the woeful day finally dragged itself to an end it would have been far more terrible had they known that poor maria anna was never to return they went first to munich where wolfgang made an ineffectual appeal to the elector and received that answer with which he was in the course of his life to become so tragically familiar yes my dear child but there is no position free now if only there were etc etc at augsburg the next stop he divided his time between andreas stein the piano-maker whose instruments stirred his interest and his cousin the basil with whom he freely indulged in those ribaldries that so shocked the puritanical generations of the next century from that ancestral seat they turned to mannheim which was a very different story for here mozart found all manner of musical interests and important personalities and here he fell devastatingly in love he had made the acquaintance of the family of friedelin and maria cecile weber a streak of bohemianism ran through the lot of them the father in straitened circumstances eked out an existence in mannheim as singer musician copyist prompter in short a kind of man-of-all-work in the theatre and orchestra the mother was a sinister creature an out-and-out adventuress the couple had four daughters josepha aloysia constance and sophie constance was in the fullness of time to become mozart's wife but his feelings were at first kindled by aloysia who was then only fifteen and with whom maria cecile at this stage set about to tempt the young man who was quickly bowled over by the girl's feminine charms her lovely voice and her musicianship in the years to come each of these women was to play some part in the composer's life a few years later there was born in a closely related branch of the weber family that figure who made the name immortal karl maria von weber so that through marriage the creators of their freischutz and of die sauberflöte became cousins love caused wolfgang to build castles in the air and to concoct extravagant schemes he composed abundantly in mannheim planned operas and what not for his idolized aloysia and before long was writing to his father proposing to give up the paris venture altogether and set out on a trip to italy with the webers leopold was horrified the more so as his wife wrote telling him exactly how things stood father mozart sternly laid down the law to his son and ended with the words off with you to paris and that soon find your place among great people ot kaiser ot nihil the mere thought of seeing paris ought to have preserved you from all these flighty ideas wolfgang did not it is true rebel and in the end he went to paris but he answered his father with some heat 
he declared that he was no longer a child and had no intention of tolerating aspersions on his conduct with aloysia there are some people he added who think it impossible to love a girl without evil designs and this pretty word mistress is indeed a fine one but leopold had for the moment won his point and in march seventeen seventy eight wolfgang and his mother were off the paris adventure turned out a dismal fiasco even melchior grimm once so helpful was not interested this time he was willing to promote a sensation who gave promise of being a money-maker but as alfred einstein has noted it was wolfgang's character that made leopold wrong in his estimate of paris and the parisian nobility for wolfgang was no conqueror and he could not have conquered paris even if he had wanted to how carefully Grieg's conquest of paris had been prepared not only ambassadors and queens but the entire public took part in these preparations mozart slipped into paris quietly and unobserved accompanied by his mother who had come along to keep an eye on him he detested paris thought continually of alioso had no use for the now surly grim turned down the offer of an organist post in versailles feeling that the place was no more than a suburb had some unsatisfactory dealings with le gros director of the concert spirituel composed for the parisian stage no more than the ballet les petits reins easily succumbed to some of le gros intrigues and was demoralized generally only one work of his the d major symphony k two ninety seven was outspokenly successful to climax his woes his mother fell ill and died on july three seventeen seventy eight he had to ask the old salzburg family friend abbe boulanger to break the news to his father and sister and he wrote you have no idea what a dreadful time i have been having here until one is well known nothing can be done in the matter of composition from my description of the music here you may have gathered that i am not very happy and that i am trying to get away as quickly as possible as quickly as possible was not till september seventeen seventy eight he decided reluctantly to return to salzburg to the archbishop's service where he would conduct and accompany but not play violin even so he was momentarily tempted to stay on in paris and might even have done so if grimm had not been obviously eager to be rid of him he did not hurry back to the hated salzburg but stopped off in strasburg mannheim and munich where he found the flighty alioso already the wife of joseph lange the itinerant actor to whom posterity owes the familiar unfinished portrait of mozart when he finally did submit to the inevitable trip home he lacked the courage to meet his bereaved father alone and so took his dear little basil with him idomeneo at the archbishop's table he sat between the castrato cicerelli and the violinist brunetti if he felt revolted by his present circumstances he seems however to have taken refuge in the inner sanctuary of his spirit he created quantities of priceless works and in so doing could forget situations in themselves repugnant there were church compositions serenades divertimenti the gorgeous symphonie concertante for violin and viola k three sixty four a triple concerto for violin viola and cello 
the adorable e-flat concerto for two pianos k three sixty five three symphonies in g b flat and c some music for gabler's drama tamos kernig in egyptian which he had begun five years earlier and was a foretaste of the magic flute and lastly an operatic fragment entitled zaida after mozart's death and destined to remain a torso by seventeen eighty however wolfgang was to some degree compensated for his disillusionments while labouring on zaida he was commissioned by the bavarian elector karl theodor to write an opera seria for the munich carnival of seventeen eighty one the munich authorities picked a libretto idomeneo re di creta ossia ilia ed idemante which was based on a book by antoine danchet and which as composed by andre compra as far back as seventeen twelve had enjoyed a day of fame in paris it dealt with the tale of the cretan king who had made a rash jephthah vow to neptune on returning from the trojan war and was saved from sacrificing his son by a deus ex machina the libretto was put in shape by the salzburg cleric gambatista veresco and called for in accordance with french models massive crowd scenes ballets choruses and all the effects of a large-scale spectacle as well as vocal virtuosity and elaborate instrumental tone painting for a change mozart had things more or less his own way the weber family had moved to vienna much to leopold's relief and for the moment the composer had no time to worry about alioso but went ahead putting his new opera into shape and helping to prepare the production on the whole he met with sympathetic cooperation the elector called theodore welcomed him cordially the intendant count sico was helpful and the women singers declared themselves pleased with their arias the chief difficulties were caused by the aging tenor Roth, who had the title role, and the sixteen-year-old artificial soprano cast for the part of Idamantes. Mozart, who used to call him Mio Molto Amoto Castrato del Prato, deplored the poor boy's lack of stage experience, musicianship, and vocal method nevertheless idomeneo when brought out late in january seventeen eighty one was warmly acclaimed and the elector who had followed the rehearsal from the first marvelled that so small a head should contain such great things insisting he had never been so stirred by any music he had reason for his enthusiasm the score of Idomeneo is one of its composer's most superb achievements, and if it lives on today, chiefly as a museum piece, it does so because, like Mitridate, Lucio Silla, and Il Re Pastor before it, and La Clemenza di Tito after it, the work is a specimen of opera seria, a form that had lost every trace of vitality and dramatic punch yet to the end of his days its creator valued it highly and made some unavailing efforts to reanimate it end of part two